0: Hey everyone! Welcome to Real Woman Real Estate. Woohoo! 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 This is Ebony. I'm Kimberly, and this is Courtney, and we are so happy to come back with another episode, guys. We've been coming at you consistently for over a year, so I'm going to clap it up for myself and the ladies for our perseverance. You to pat yourself on the back. Patting myself on the back. And there you um, go. And I also have a quote about perseverance. It says, age wrinkles the body, quitting wrinkles the soul. And that is by Douglas MacArthur. That's a mic drop for me. Because I mean, that's something to think about, that quitting wrinkles your soul. You can't come back from that. Um,
1: There you go. I I like it. If you like it, I love it. I
0: think I'm probably the only one enthused about that quote. But anywho, today is an us episode. It's just us ladies. And we're just going to have a little bit of chatting, bring you up to speed on what we've been up to this summer. We've been very, very busy actually working in our respective niches in real estate, and we're happy to share that with you. So I am going to let Courtney kick off what she's been up to, and then Kim will share, and I'll round it out, and then maybe we'll talk about some recent events. How's that? Yeah, sound like that?
1: some current events or something like that. Yeah,
0: I like it. Awesome. Okay, Court,
1: what you been up to, girl? Yeah, I just been. It's a, it's a seller's market right now, right, in the summer. So I've just been really trying to focus on obtaining listings and really trying to think about what sellers are, are really wanting. What are they struggling with? And I have not been successful. Let's just say that. <laughs> People just don't know where they wanna go, but people don't wanna retire here in, in California. So it's just still um, a seller's market. Tons of buyers out there. Interest rates are hella low. They're not going back up. They don't even care about inflation. It's just, it's it's still low. And um, home is a product. There's a product out there that's in really high demand and there's not a lot of it. So cost is up. Cost is really, really uh, high right now. But in August, I am starting to see a bit of a shift. And I am seeing that if you're still in the market after getting outbid and you know everybody having buyer fatigue, and you start the end of the fall, if you're still um, looking for a home out there, it's a good chance for you in August. And that's what happened with my clients, just recently got an offer accepted. And 24 hours on the market, snatched it off the market before it um, could have an open house, literally right after staging and we wrote a very strong offer is a non-contingent if you if someone were to ask me how did you get this offer accepted courtney that's where you guys are supposed to lead in
0: how did you get this offer
1: accepted courtney 24 hours after being on the market well i'm glad you asked team <laughs> it, it it really it really it was a non-contingent offer and you want to have a way out in these situations like this. The home needed a lot of work, um, but it was in a stellar community, highly coveted. That it that will appreciate tomorrow. Uh, it will appreciate. So we got it for a great deal, only twenty five thousand dollars over the asking price. And uh, she wanted to back out. She wanted to back out after about I don't know um, after a day or so. And. It's just a lesson. I was really stressed out, but it was just a, a testament to making sure that you properly are documented and that you properly document uh, when someone wants to go non contingent uh, because their earnest money deposit is at stake. Uh, here in California, we write a 3% earnest money deposit. What do you guys write in Dallas? I
2: don't
1: 3%. Think I don't know. Is it? Well, no, like- it used to be 1%. You usually have a deposit of 1% in other states. Uh, here, we do 3%. It just shows that you are strong and that you can just put 3% 3 down in cash, right? And so what's at stake if you have no contingencies is you lose that EMD, that deposit. And so once he went back to the home and saw that it did need, it had the original acoustic ceilings, also known as popcorn ceilings, which uh, can have asbestos in it. Uh, There was a caution tape on the deck area. And so there was just some items that just you know, that we're concerned, you know, sometimes when you, you you act really, really fast and hastily, you kind of think about it, well, did I really do the right thing? And so that's what we really just had to talk about the numbers, talk about the deal, talk about the comps, seeing other in the area, and she's well below the comps. And we realized after talking that this is really is a phenomenal deal. And she decided to go ahead and proceed and move forward. But had she not, her, her EMD would have been at risk Uh, Because we did go, not only did we go non-contingent, but we had this loophole and it's a 72 hour loophole that if you do not have all the required state documents, such as your natural hazard disclosure report, your seller property questionnaire, your transfer disclosure statement, things, proper disclosures, um, those take three days to, to process. And so there's a three day waiting period. And so we did have that out but but nothing is guaranteed and those people i can't imagine those sellers would have been pissed, pissed if, if we would have backed out and said uh, yeah we don't we don't want this house and they pulled this house off the market for this many, you know, days now it'd have been about a week or so going to go back on the market start the whole campaign all over again then you have a stain uh on the home on the home of going (laughs) off market and then going back on and it doesn't matter i mean at the end of the day she's entitled to do whatever she would like i mean it's at the end of the day it's her right if you want to back out you know it's really i i can do nothing but kind of follow the lead that she wants but really want to just get into the heart of why does she want to back out and then see if we could just kind of talk through that And we were able to do that. We were able to come to the conclusion that it was a a good deal. It was a really good deal. Not not more than that, it was a great home and she could see herself being happy there. Mm -hmm. And she brought her cousin and that could have gone either way. Sometimes a family friend can be very, very negative or sometimes a family friend can be really, really positive and kind of level you out a little bit. And in this case, uh, her friend did level her out. Cousin, in this case, uh, did level her out and everything uh, worked out. We're moving forward and yeah, closing in a few weeks, hopefully. So
0: Court, question, what's your what's your biggest takeaway? And going back, because it sounds like it was risky, but it, it paid off for you. What's your biggest takeaway? And if you could do it all over again, what would you do different?
1: my biggest takeaway is document. Are you sure that you want to, um, are you sure you want to go non-contingent? Do you understand the risk of going non-contingent? You know, get let me know. That's number one. Just everybody needs to be clear what that means and what you're losing. And then what would I do differently? You know, to be quite honest, I don't know that I would do anything differently. Other than that documentation, I mean, you got to take risk. Uh, initially I was going to wait until she, until the disclosures were available, but then I would have opened us up to a competition. Everybody, she could easily, that, that listing agent could have said, Hey, I have an offer in hand and shot my offer by me doing that 24 hours out. She had nobody, nobody seen the house. There was nothing she could do to try to solicit and leverage. I have all the leverage at this point. Right. And, and negotiations were just able to, and I, I want to say knowing the market. I knew the market. I knew that area really well. I knew that there were homes that were sitting. And I called those out. And I read the market stats to her. And so that's how I got the home. So Mm -hmm. I I don't know that I would have did anything different. It was risky from start to finish. But they say scared money don't make on.
0: I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Scared money don't make
2: money. And that's a fact, Jack. And that's a fact. (laughs) Got, well,
0: that is so funny. I know I said I was gonna let Kim go, but I'm gonna jump in front of Kim because what you're what you just shared is like what I'm learning about now in my course. So I'm I'm at the finish line. I hopefully, if the Lord says the same, as of August 19th, I'll be done with my education requirements for my Texas real estate license. And if you've been following along, I have been on this journey since September 2020, but we're in a pan So, you know, just deal with me, right? And just be patient. I'm persevering. And so, you know, I'm not going to give up, but that said, I am learning about the, the types of situations you can be in as an agent and how careful you have to be when you're making offers on properties, because to Courtney's point, you know, had things gone a different way, she could have been in a in a whirlpool of trouble. Her buyer would have been out a lot of money. The seller would have been upset. It it could have went could have went really bad. But on that same token, there's something about just understanding the market and having good people behind you, training. Which Courtney always shares with us the things that she's learned. So I'm gonna be leaning on her once I finish getting my license. But yeah, I am looking forward to being finished. Just like on the grand scheme of things, outside of getting my education completed, I also have to apply to the state of Texas to even sit for the exam i have to take the state exam and the national exam have to do my fingerprints and uh, have my background check. so i'm um, i can see the finish line i'm not quite there yet but that has been literally my whole my whole life this summer and i don't necessarily recommend people take the route that i've taken which i've, I've been taking the classes a la carte based on my schedule because i am back traveling for work Um, so I've just been kind of taking them when I have time, you can, it doesn't have to take a whole year to take your, (laughs) your education requirements. You don't have to do it the hard way like I did, but, uh, nevertheless, I'm still very proud of myself and I cannot wait to be done. I'm taking evening classes. So literally from 6 PM to 9 45 PM Monday through Thursday has been my life. Uh, and will be my life until the 19th. So wish your girl luck and Good uh, luck. Thank you. I'm 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 gonna figure out like my niche. Oh, that's the other part that I have to figure out is I have to find a sponsoring broker because you can't just get your license and be like, oh, I'm ready to go practice real estate. Like you have to find a broker to sponsor you and train you and be and and basically be responsible for you. And so I also <laughs> have to get that done within the next month or so. But um, like I said before, I'm super positive about it. I'm pumped. I'm ready to uh, to get my license and get active.
1: That's
0: awesome. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Okay, you got so this. now you can share your news. <laughs>
2: Well, <laughs> so like I said, there is a lot going on over here. Like we all had pretty busy summer. So huh, let's start with our rental property slash owner finance property slash what are we doing with this property? At the moment, we are going still going through the loan process of switching it over from a hard money loan to a conventional loan. And then the the issue is there's so many different options of the loan that you can do. So we had to pick, do we wanna buy down points? Do we want to continue with potentially, you know, the landlord loan? Um, We're going through lock it in homes for our conventional loan, as well as what we did with our our hard money loan. So we're just trying to figure out which one works the best for us. Well, in this procrastination season that we have been in with this, that Ebony is fully aware of, (laughs) the house next door went on the market um, six days ago for 315, which is great because two months ago we anticipated A appraisal amount of $245 with this house next door going for $315. And our house, not to toot my own horn, is renovated much better than that one. And if this sells for $315 or even $300 or even $295, that now would push our appraisal up. That being said, talking to some previous guests um, last night, you know, the suggestion was make sure we have someone who is non black at the appraisal. Why? Why? Do we ask that? Because of we're still going through that, you know, black people, you know, having pictures on the wall and everything because she was like, oh, are there pictures on the wall? No, the house is empty. She was like, good. She was like, make sure you have someone else at the house to represent the house that's not you and it's unfortunate that we still have to go through things like this to get the appraisal that we want but when you hear stories of people who are have to contest their appraisals but when someone white shows up for them the appraisal automatically goes up 50 dollars. dollars then we're not going to take any chances with that and we're just going to start with that to begin with i will have whoever you need me to have represent me if if me is not who you want to see So there we are. Um, Hopefully that house does sell because that would be awesome. So you guys want to sell the home, not keep it? No, we need the appraisal though. We want to keep it. We need the appraisal value. So we need the appraisal value to know what we are going to own or finance it out for. So, and also because if we're trying to do a cash out conventional loan, we want to be able to get the most out of it as possible, right? They base the bank is going to base it off. You know, we can base it all day, every day on selling a p- property off of the the market. But when you're doing a loan with the bank, they're not basing it off the market. They're basing it off the appraisal value. So we need the appraisal value to come in higher in order for us to get uh, to do a cash out refi, which is the goal. So yeah. we we're we're kind of stuck in this weird space because we're like, OK, we're continuing with the loan process to continue to get the conventional loan but then we don't know because we're waiting on an appraisal that is also backed up which will probably take another three weeks we have to Mm -hmm. now sit and wait to see which loan we're going to go with out of the conventional loans that are optional for us. You know, like we have several options, but we don't want to say yes to which one because we don't know how much it's going to appraise that in this market because of the fact that the market keeps changing. So with that, we are, you know, like I said, two months ago, we were anticipating a 245, 260 appraisal, but we are hoping that that has changed in the last two months because there are properties that basically their market value has gone up. Mm-hmm. And, you those know, two months of us waiting. So now with that, you know, are we still paying on this hard money loan that's costing us money? Absolutely. But is it going to po- potentially benefit us in the end? We hope so. So that's where we are with that. The house is finished and ready to go. We're just patiently waiting to get through this process. You never realize how much paperwork and stuff goes into these loan processes until you start doing it. So that's the most time consuming part of this. We can't actually have an exit strategy yet until we know which loan we're going with. So there mm. we be. So it's, are we going to rent it or are we going to or finance it out? Those kind of are based on what loan we go with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh we're not selling. It would have to be Jasper said we can consider it, but I was like, mm, we would make so much more money with owner finance. Here I yeah, am. Yeah, long term. Owner, yep, long term. But you're not owner finance. And especially if we're able to do a cash out, then if we do the cash out refi, we'll have the money up front and we will still have money. Cash coming flow. Down, yep. Coming from the down payment and coming from the cash flow. Absolutely. Yeah. So there we are on that. And then our other guests, Lauren and Adonis, I don't know if you guys remember, I teamed with them to do their luxury flip that they talked about in their episode. And we are finally finished with that. And it goes on the market tomorrow. So we are super old. Yeah, it'll be on the market by the time you guys hear this recording. <laughs> or this but it was, it was a long time. It kept getting extended. So this was one of those all all things that could possibly go wrong. Maybe not all things, but a lot of things did. They pulled me in as the renovation consultant on the project back in February. We are now in August and it is finally going on the market. So, everyone, including me, is super excited about that and super excited that it went from, you know, maybe a million dollar flip to a multi million dollar flip because of the market. Thank you, Jesus. So, here we are, and we had the, the broker's open house last night, and that was super cool to finally see my work and to see what people think of my work and the um, luxury flip. So, I am super excited to be a part of that, and hopefully, we will have them back on soon because we said we were going to wait until they closed and sold the property so that we can get a recap on how everything went so hopefully it you know it goes in the market and they get an offer in three days that's awesome that's phenomenal that's what's congratulations up. yeah okay. yeah so that's it's, what's up with me
0: it's crazy to see like all of the like the fruits of labor you know like things that have been talked about for how long are you talking about owner financing
2: since, since my, 2019, we started. since we start. Yeah. Well, for me, yeah. Yeah, you know, and since before we started the podcast, actually, that was yeah. one of the things when I went with you and I was like, oh, I really want to do this. And we bought the house last year in Houston with the intentions on owner financing. But then because of COVID happening and the market, all of a sudden just taking the skyrocket off, we got such a good offer that it was like, okay, no. We're going to go ahead and sell this, make our quick little whatever, and then we're going to try and do it again on the next house, which is the house we have now. So now we're back in the same predicament because of the market. Yeah. <laughs> do we sell? Do we own our finance or do we rent? But the good thing is we do have options and at mm-hmm. no point are we in a bad situation with this house. It's an amazing opportunity.
0: That's awesome. It's funny, Kim, we were talking about, they're talking about seller financing slash owner financing in our real estate class and it's the general public so you know I forgot people don't know that this is an option and so hearing my instructor try to explain it like a part of me wanted to jump in and be like no that's not it or like <laughs> like no you can make a lot of money because we we're like why would anybody ever want to do a seller finance and he's like you wouldn't want to do a seller finance and I was like speak for yourself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I definitely will want to but no congratulations that's very awesome
2: Thank you. Okay. Well, I hope hopefully keep you guys updated on our next check-in. Hopefully, we will have a resolution for that house. And hopefully, I can say we had good news with the sale of the uh, Lauren and Donliss' Luxury Flip.
1: woo I'm not sure it will sell. It is a hot market.
2: Deal, which is crazy. How long do we think this is going to go? I saw a meme yesterday that said millennials finally seeing the prices going down, and the date was like 2050. <laughs> yeah. You know, it really it's going to, it's all it's going to happen with these
1: interest rates inflation all of that is all connected and if they're going to keep the cost of money low people are savvy they're going to take advantage of it right and inflation real estate is always a great place to park your money so as long as people are educated and people understand that i don't see this slowing down they're going to have to raise rates in order for that to happen and i don't know when that will happen so we shall see and more inventory, right? I mean, how many, yeah, look and see how what's the inventory out there. And so, like I was telling you guys before, a home a it is a product. It is a hot commodity. And if uh, there aren't too many of those around, and you price that sucker right. It will move.
0: You know, speaking of inventory, Courtney, there, a lot of people are still talking about the eviction moratoriums and the foreclosure moratoriums. And we saw what happened with, you know, the Biden administration they let the the previous uh, eviction moratorium run out and then they reinstated another one but targeted it's it's based on where covid numbers are high i don't mm-hmm. know i have i have so just from an insider space i i personally recommend if you're a landlord and you're running into issues with your tenants not being able to pay, make sure they're leveraging local resources. There are plenty of organizations out there that have rental assistance, like part of the CARES Act sent down money to local organizations to be able to help with emergency rent vouchers. Same thing with mortgages. Like if you are someone who is struggling with your mortgage, there is assistance out there. You don't have to just let it keep piling up, right? But of course, everybody doesn't have the time or the bandwidth to pursue those options. So the question does become like, is this long-term, is this good for the real estate market, right? Like what's that backlash gonna look like when evictions can not finally happen and when foreclosures can not finally happen? I personally don't think there's gonna be a huge ton of inventory I, for foreclosures. Yeah,
1: I don't. I think it depends on the market. I think it yeah. depends on if you're right and you're in rural America, then yeah, I think if you're in some of these wealthier parts of the country, then I don't think that it, it will make a whole lot of difference because there first of all like there's aid, there's aid that's supposed that's tied up, right? Then like weren't they supposed to distribute like 46 billion dollars? They did. They did. It's there. They, right. Well, no, they uh, they approved it, right? They approved it, but only as of, I'm I'm on the Wall Street Journal, as of June 30th, 3 billion was distributed and then uh, they're hoping that they haven't gotten the numbers, but they're hoping that another 2 billion was distributed in July. But it's basically caught up in, in bureaucracy, right? Local governments, people not knowing that where to get the funds. It's just money just tied up and to kind of distribute to these people and then give them their COVID relief for you know rent and things like that. So I think if you're going to continue to tie up the money, and you're gonna do this uh, moratorium and you're gonna evict people, that could lead to disaster. But I see it leading to disaster in the realm of, hey, I'm just gonna kick these people out and get you know, get some more tenants in. Uh, one of the things that people are afraid and why they're not selling their homes, with these homes skyrocketing in value, people are definitely afraid of capital gains tax and they don't wanna sell because of it. And not everyone wants to do a 1031 exchange. They're just like, hey, I don't need this money right now. I've got good rent. Average rent here for a decent home is about anywhere between $3,500 to $4,500. A really nice home. You could probably get about uh, Mm $6,000 in rent. So, mm, and you had this home forever. Why would I sell it? And I get hit with all these capital gains. I'm not trying to give Uncle Sam all my money.
0: Boom. Inventory stays low. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, maybe that's a question for what was the lady we had on who talked about 1031? Because I thought it only applied to like certain properties. And like if you own the property for a certain amount of time, but that's semantics. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. There's no it can't be your primary.
1: And it's not right. It's not their primary home. It, it, the 1031 exchange works where you have to take the sales, the tax proceeds from that sale. It rolls over to the next home. And it doesn't have to be a better home or a lesser home, whatever. It could be a better home. It could be a more expensive home. As long as it's not their primary, you can do it. And mm-hmm. these aren't their primary homes. They're just saying, hey, I'm going to sell this one. That this is going to get me some you know, money. But people just don't want to pay taxes.
0: I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, we shall see. Another thing that I learned at my previous conference I just came from in Vermont was about like the huge push that HUD has right now for landlords. They're looking for new ways to recruit landlords to work with housing authorities for Section 8. And I think mm-hmm. we've talked about Section 8 before, like sometimes people are a little averse to it to renting with people renting to people yes. on Section 8. But, you know, I I personally think it's worth taking a look at and if you are a landlord and you know you are considering it like know the housing your local housing authority is there as a resource so that you don't have to deal directly with the tenants right you don't have to worry about recouping that money like that's actually can go to the housing authority to to help coordinate so there's hope i mean i guess that's what i'm trying to say like there's there's more options i think the media tries to make it seem like it's black and white and it's not like there's things to consider on both sides and I don't think anybody's trying to be the bad guy here. I think there's just it's a it's a messed up situation all the way around.
1: Yeah. No, I think uh, yeah we talked about that. I wish I could have a, a, a episode like point to, but one of our earlier episodes I know for sure when we were doing
0: some one on ones we talked about
1: yeah section section eight and don't be yeah, scared. Yeah. I'm a
0: huge section eight advocate. I am. Um. So, I might yeah. be give advice
1: so that's a great recap of things that are things to do i would like to recap on just briefly the stock market i I would i'd just like to touch on that the stock market has been swinging up and down it tends to flow similar to the housing market right now and we are we're in an interesting position we are we're a little down And the market, Uh, it kind of swings some really good gains in the market, but I would pay attention with this COVID and this variant that's coming out and threats of shutdown and mass mandatory and no, and I'm fighting and all of this stuff. I would really pay uh, close attention to the markets. And I am seeing a downward tick uh, lately. So if you are out there and you're an investor, take advantage of some of these low prices. See how low this is going to drop and see if you can get in lower and ride the wave. That's it. That's my
0: market. My market <laughs> advice. <laughs> for, for those of you guys who ask for more discussions yes. about the stock market and investing, people are always like, oh, I want to know. How did, she, how did you do this? How did you do that? Courtney is dropping Jim. She's telling you to watch watch the yeah, market. watch the market for Get sure. Coins ready. Uh,
1: there's certain companies that are just doing really well. We're, we're really, really down on these chips, such as NVIDIA, IBM, all of these companies. Uh, we're just on a, a real backlog. So I would kind of focus in on that. Um, all these companies that are just, that are, that are creating chips. Um, I would kind of, I would take a look at some of the cheaper, NVIDIA is kind of high, but I would kind of, I would focus in on that as well. So now I can't, uh, <laughs> I want to go into specifics and put a disclaimer. I am not giving you <laughs> stock <laughs> uh, advice. <laughs> do not follow, uh, my advice when I give you specific companies, uh, please do your own research. Thank you. Uh-huh. Mm. And on that note. Yes. On that note. Well, i like to ask you guys some rapid fire questions before you go. What's
0: up? Let it rip. Oh, what, are you guys, what are you guys <laughs> listening to right now? What are you guys um, listening to? We've been on this like R&B kick. Like, this, as a matter of fact, this weekend we have tickets to um, one of those R&B concerts. You know, like where like there's nobody performing, it's just the crowd is listening to RB together. Oh wow. Like a karaoke thing, R and B only. Anywho. So I've been um listening to just Spotify playlist of old school R B. Old like school R and B. Anita Baker. That's my favorite singer, by the way. Anita Baker. Yeah. So quick side note. I I watched like a behind the scenes on her, like she has, Where? like, a really crazy story on YouTube. She oh, my has gosh. She like, a really crazy story. Like, I had no idea of all the stuff she, like, overcame. And did you know that she used to beef with Luther Vandross? I didn't know this. Like, they did not get along. I had no clue why. Like, like just two, I don't want to say divas, but, like, just when we are behind stage, because they went on tour together apparently in the 80s. And, like, behind stage, they just did not get along.
1: Now, only thing I knew about Anita was that she put her kids before her career mm-hmm. and decided to walk away so that she could raise her boys. And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I definitely wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would not. So that's amazing. But yeah. How about you, Kim?
2: Oh, what am I listening to right now? Um, I am listening to, uh, let's see a lot of stuff actually i listened to some of the new nas i haven't so good yeah i haven't finished the whole thing yet i've listened to some snow allegra depending on my mood back to oh, my lucky is. day yeah i i know it's fine <laughs> she's in, <laughs> she's in the new beyonce ad if that helps you at all she's someone, someone to do well she is a good
1: but i'll check her out i'm open to new Snow
2: Allegra, yes, I like her a lot. Listen uh, to One You Around Courtney. That's like my favorite song of hers. She's probably heard it. It comes on the radio all the damn time. No listen to the radio. Remember,
1: there are of us that do not listen to music in the car, specifically.
2: So okay, so what are you listening to right now? And why, right, Miss, I don't listen to the radio in the car. The radio. That, that <laughs> was
1: that's ebb, that's radio. Ebb, that's ebb
0: pointing out, you guys, um about just this. to be clear. Let's, let's be clear. To the radio in the car. <laughs> These are songs that I listen to when I'm cleaning. Yes, when I'm working oh, out, yeah, I have okay. to have some music. So, there you go. So you listen listened like, okay, I see. Notice okay. you didn't say working out because I have not been to the gym and the
2: struggle has been real. <laughs> you can get I try there. to go Not yeah. to the gym. I try to go to my trainer every day. So you're doing two a days? No. Oh, you said after the gym, you go I to said the gym? not to the gym. I try to go oh, to my
0: trainer. Oh I was about to say you made me sick. How no, I off out
2: outside. Oh no. Okay. Yesterday I did two a days, but they were back to back because we had we did a mobility strength class and then I worked out. That's what's
1: up, goals. Yeah, the way my schedule works, I just work out whenever I can.
2: Just try to
0: fit it in. Um, One of y'all did like a mind and body exercise the other day, it came up on my watch. That oh, was that me. that you, Courtney? That was no, I I Courtney, you did a guys's. bike ride.
1: Yeah, I usually ride the bike, I use, but I mute you guys. <laughs> I hate notifications in
2: general. Um, so why did you add this in the first place?
1: To weekly, the weekly. It's like a weekly challenge. You look at it at the end of the week. <laughs> Okay. She just wants to compete with us once a week. Outside of that, no, At the end of the week, room. you do. You get a summary.
2: Oh, okay.
1: At the end of the week, and I mean, we could do a challenge if you guys want to do a challenge. Let me let me invite you guys to a challenge. No,
2: right now. Ebony just told you she wasn't working out, so she's gonna lose. And she's I'm in the- a challenge
1: right now.
0: Actually,
2: I'm trying to get back on it. I'm well, to I'm too. in, a,
1: I, and I am in a challenge with my husband, but I'm never gonna beat him, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, what am I listening to? Sheesh, people. Hotels is what I'm listening to right now. I'm all about. I just gone back to Jasmine Sullivan's Hotels, and it's just, um, it's just a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a fire album that I think got slept on. And that's what I'm listening to. So the other thing is checking out. Uh, what do you call it? Just some um, Hove. Just some mix, just a nice little mix of Jay-Z is what I've been listening to during the workouts and, and that's you can't work out to to hotels. although you could.
0: I mean, yeah. You what could, are your but... uh, Courtney? What are your thoughts about Jay-Z being on Kanye's album when it comes? Finally. Like, yeah, if it is if, if it
1: comes, <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for black men reuniting and putting beef to the side. I'm here for it. Why can't why can't we all just get along? You know? life's too short word you know uncancel kanye (laughs) you don't want to uncancel you don't want to uncancel him?
0: i wouldn't necessarily say uncancel i just i see kanye how about that i see you okay i know how he moves i'm not surprised by anything he does anymore okay so i want to
1: shoot it up to food trends do you guys have any food trends going on right now that you are doing dieting or i'm eating this i'm really enjoying this
2: I'm eating a lot of salads, but that's not really a trend. That we have a cava here that used to be in DC, so or is still in DC. Mediterranean food, so I eat a lot of that, like salads and fish. Trying to avoid liquor just doesn't happen. Yeah, I that's sh- never gonna happen. I try, but you know, <laughs> it's a struggle. It's a struggle. It really is for me because I enjoy it. Some people, you know, yeah, don't enjoy it. Up. It's something I like so i'm not giving up my wine i'm sorry
1: i did last night i worked out last night i couldn't sleep i worked out late last night i ended that workout with a glass of wine
2: (laughs) yep it's so it's so it feels so good to do that
1: it does it really does shout out to wine i'll tell you guys uh, a a good one since we did do this thing on wednesday for wine wednesday but whatever what about you eb what are you you what's your food trend right
0: now with the way my life has been lately, like, kind of all over the place, I've been eating whatever I get my hands on. Like, that is appetizing. I think I got thrown off. I spent, like, two weeks in, in Georgia with my boyfriend's family, and his mama can throw down cook, so that threw me off yes, my yeah. little salads diet, so then I ended up making cookies during some free time, and, like, now I'm trying to get back on track, so... Check in with me maybe in a week. Hopefully I'll be back eating. like. You can week. do a food challenge too. A food, a food challenge? challenge? Yeah. Like it's Probably what? some sort of app. Oh.
1: Well, we could just um, make sure we're drinking water, staying hydrated, and yeah, eating things to regulate our bodies, our blood sugars and stuff like that.
0: That's so encouraging, Courtney.
1: I, I feel like I should, right? Because I brought this up, obviously, because I have a food trend and I love steak. I love like filet, a nice medium uh, filet. And then I was with my client and she was like, I don't eat red meat. But it wasn't like she just said, I don't eat red meat. It was the way she said, I don't eat red meat. I like it was like her nose turned up like, Ugh, I don't eat red meat. And I was like, really? Let me let me Google like what are all the things that are that that can, red meat can cause and as I was reading them even my children were like man why do we eat red meat yeah I don't get <laughs> do a lot of
2: red I don't eat a lot of red meat why
1: do we eat this like Courtney like why mom why do we eat this as I was making them a burger oh homemade, <laughs> they really didn't want the burger so we had to actually get up and like get a turkey burger in order not to waste all the the sides and things like that, but I'm going to I'm going to only eat red meat like those fillets and things like that as a luxury. I'm really going to try and stop eating red meat. I don't eat a lot of processed meat already, but in particular, I do
0: like steak. So, so what's the recommend recommended amount of times to eat red meat?
1: You know, it's a good question. I don't know what the recommended. It just said don't uh, eat it very often. So, I think you know, maybe once a month or a celebratory. I just, something like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that it should be a part of your regular diet. Well, it definitely shouldn't, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, was, I would limit that for sure. And somebody that eat red meat like I do, but I think the real big risk is colon cancer. But uh, it's it, it really does a number on you know, just heart disease. And you know, by, I know the internet always just is like the scariest place to read information sometimes, but it was... It was pretty scary. And so as a conscious decision, yeah, I am going to not, yeah, I'm not going to do it for know like, celebratory reasons only. It'll be something that is an occasion, like I'm going to stop.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me in general, because it's so heavy anyway. It kind of, mm-hmm. like if I eat meat and work out, then it makes me feel so heavy or sluggish the next day. So I just don't really eat it that often i'm not big on meat steak anyway like i'll take a piece of somebody's steak but i just don't really be like oh let me order the steak it's never one of those things
1: yeah, I didn't yeah know I love a fillet. And filet is and they also said focus on low fat meat, right and yeah. so a filet actually is the leanest part of the steak so that is that is one thing uh, it's not like a ribeye or
2: i love a ribeye <laughs>
1: See, I don't eat ribeyes because it has so much fat. Mm, that's but I, but I guess it's kind of all, all one and the same, though. You know, Amen. It's funny and leaner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's still an animal. Did y'all, <laughs> did y'all know that pork is considered red meat? No, I didn't know that. White meat, white meat, white meat. Oh, no, it's chicken. On the list.
0: Yeah, it's on the list. Red meat is. Is cons- uh is beef, lamb and mutton, pork, veal, venison, and goat. So yeah. well, all Well, there you go.
2: I don't eat a lot of pork anyway either, except for bacon. Mm, that's all yeah. good conversation.
0: And
1: that is yeah, that is another conversation because that is that is processed. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. Well we will try to do better in our fitness. And our eating habits but we're we're winning right now we're doing really well individually accomplishing our goals i know we set a goal is at the start of the year and we're about to enter in we're entering that third quarter about to enter in that fourth quarter so it's time to really hunker down and do that kind of goal check in and make sure everybody is make sure that you're holding yourself accountable and you're pushing yourself through to that end of the year
0: <sighs> it's almost 2022 <laughs>
1: almost 2022 that's crazy 2022
0: crazy and this sounds crazy yeah man well lucky to have you guys holding me accountable and keeping me motivated so thanks ladies all right guys let's kick q3
1: in the t it's supposed (laughs) to be d but the t sounds better all
2: right bye ladies Bye. 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 bye